Hey, this is Jeremy Rinke. I'm the pastor at Harvest Christian Fellowship in North Platte, Nebraska, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you today for joining us. I hope this encourages you, strengthens you, and blesses you. Enjoy the message. You know, I think right now it's more and it's so important that we uh, protect ourselves from just allowing uh, fear and, and worry to dominate our, our thoughts and our lives. And, and the way that, that we protect ourselves from uh, fear and worry is through, through prayer. You know, what I want you to get more than anything out of this series is that, that it's prayer is what combats fear and worry. It's prayer that will, will, will bring peace to our lives in the midst of all that's going on and taking place in this crazy and chaotic world that we're living in. You know, I just made mention, man, it, it is, it's so sad to see uh, what's taking place in, in, in Ukraine right now, to see the, the war and the destruction that's being done. And, and as you read about that, it's like you just keep hearing about just more and more tension in all these different places throughout the world. And it's like, man, it, it gets kind of scary because it does. It seems like the world's at, at times is just falling apart. We're on the, the world brink of, of World War III. And so as you just think about that and watch all of this unfold, man, it can cause a lot of fear. It can cause a lot of worry. And then we think about just what's taking place here in the, the States. You know, we, we see again gas prices at an all-time high. You go to the grocery store and it's like groceries go up and up and along with everything else. And it's just becoming more and more of a challenge to, to survive financially. And, and as prices go up, it does. It causes a lot of worry. It causes a, a, lot, of, a lot of fear. And then on top of that, I know that many of you, you're facing some major health issues right now, going through some family things. And again, these different things, they just cause anxiety, they cause fear, they cause, cause worry. And, and so because of everything that's going on, everything that's happening, man, it's important that we are in prayer, that we're, we're, we're praying. And so, man, I just want to encourage you in this series to, to be praying about all these different things that are, are going on in your, your life, that's going on in the world. And, and as we pray, man, I believe two things happen. Number one is we experience God's peace. Man, as we pray, we, we experience, man, God's peace in our life. There it is. It's a peace that, that passes all understanding. Like you think about everything that's going on, like the reality is, is we shouldn't have peace. But because of God, we can experience a peace that passes all understanding. And so when we pray, we experience God's peace. But also when we pray, God hears us. Man, God, he hears us when we pray. And God, not only does he hear us, God begins to move. Man, when we pray, God moves mountains and miracles begin to happen. Amen? You know, our theme verse for this series is Philippians 4, 6 through 7. The Apostle Paul, he said this. He said, don't, don't fret or worry. And instead of worrying, what did he tell us to do? Pray. He said, let petitions and praise shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concern." He said, before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together will good, will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. 
You know, I just picture that for so many of us right now, we can't, can't sleep at night. We're worried about, you know, different things. And it's like worry is at the center of our lives. It's like we're consumed with worry. We're consumed with fear. But I love this. When we pray, I love this. Christ displaces worry at the center of our lives. And he gives us peace. And he brings us uh, just peace and calmness. And he settles us down. Don't you need that? Don't you just need God's peace to come over your life and just to settle you down? And Paul, he tells us, man, when we pray, man, that's what happens. Man, God's peace comes over our lives and it settles us down. But not only that, when we pray, Paul tells us that, that we begin to have faith. We begin to have confidence that God is actively at work in our lives and in the situations that we're, we're praying about. And so I just want to just keep encouraging you, man, pray. Man, just keep praying. Man, again, write down that, that concern. I know for most of us, we probably actually have a list, but write down that one concern that you have. Man, that, that's really, man, got you worried, that's got you feeling anxious, that's got you, man, living in fear. And just begin to pray, man, over that, that, that concern, man, every day. And again, as you do that, I promise you, you're gonna experience God's peace. Man, and you're going to see God. Secondly, you're going to see God move and you're going to see miracles happen. You know, last week we uh, looked at a story uh, in the Old Testament of a king. His name was Hezekiah. And the Bible tells us that, that Hezekiah, like he, he loved the Lord. Man, Hezekiah loved the Lord and he trusted God completely with his life. Well, during the, the reign of, of King Hezekiah, there was a, an evil king of Assyria that wanted to, to invade and, and capture uh, the city of Jerusalem, which was the capital city, and, and invade the, the, the land of Judah. Well, Hezekiah, he knew that, that militarily they were outmatched. He knew that they were, they were outnumbered by the Assyrians and, and that they were just seriously in, in real trouble. And, and so Hezekiah, he did only what he knew to do, and that was to pray. You know, Hezekiah, he, he gave God his concerns, and, and he went to God, and he asked God, he said, God, would you, you rescue us? Would you rescue me? Would you rescue my people from the, the Assyrians? And, and that's exactly what God did. Man, God, he heard Hezekiah's prayer, and he fought for, for Hezekiah and for the people of Judah, and in just one night, God, he destroyed 180,000 Assyrian soldiers. And when the other soldiers, when they saw what had happened, man, they got the heck out of there. They're like, we're not sticking around here. And they went back home. And what I wanted you to get last week from that story is that number one, we can pray about anything. Man, God, he, he, he cares about all of your concerns. He cares about the big concerns. He, he cares about the, the little concerns. I love this. If it's on your mind, it's on God's heart. If it's on your mind, it's on God's heart. And, and so you can go to God and you can pray about anything and give him all your concerns. The second thing I wanted you to take away from this story is that prayer, man, it gives God control. You see, God, he let us be in control of our own lives. And he'll let us try to deal with our problems. He'll let us try to fix things on our own if we want to do that. And so what prayer does is prayer says, hey, you know what, God? I don't got this. God, I, I don't got this. I, I can't deal with this. God, I can't fix this on my own. God, I am giving you control. 
And I love this. When we give God control of our concerns, man, God, he begins to fight for us. Man, how many of you need God to fight your battles for you? Man, we need God to fight, man, our battles for us. And when we pray, man, that's what we're doing. We give God our, give God control, and he begins to fight for us. Well, I want to continue this morning, you know, as it's the same story of King Hezekiah. Right after this took place, uh, King Hezekiah, he became deathly uh, sick. In fact, there was a prophet, his name was Isaiah, and, and he came to Hezekiah and he told Hezekiah, he said, Hezekiah, man, I have a word from the Lord. And this wasn't a good word from the Lord. And his word was, Hezekiah, you need to get everything in order. You need to get your affairs in order because you are going to die soon. That's not a message you want to hear, right? I think if I was Hezekiah and I had a prophet tell me that, that I was going to, to die, like I would quickly become pretty hopeless and pretty depressed. I think if I would have heard this message, I would have been a little worried and a little fearful. Well, Hezekiah, like he wasn't ready to die yet. He was, he was still young and he wasn't going to give up. And so Hezekiah, he chose to pray. He chose to pray. You see, Hezekiah, he just saw God answer his prayer and rescue him and his people from the Assyrians. And if God could do that, surely he could heal him now. And so let's read this story together. It's found in 2 Kings chapter 20, and we're going to begin reading with verse 1. You can follow along with me. It says this. It says, about that time, Hezekiah became deathly ill, and the prophet Isaiah went to visit him. He gave the king this message. This is what the Lord says. Set your affairs in order, for you are going to die. You will not recover from this illness. When Hezekiah heard this, he turned his face to the wall, and he prayed to the Lord. Remember, O Lord, how I have always been faithful to you and have served you single-mindedly, always doing what pleases you. Then Hezekiah, he broke down and he wept bitterly. But before Isaiah had left the middle courtyard, this message came to him from the Lord. Go back to Hezekiah, the leader of my people. Tell him, this is what the Lord, the God of your ancestor David says. I have heard your prayers and I have seen your tears. I will heal you and three days from now you will get out of bed and go to the temple of the Lord. I will add 15 years to your life and I will rescue you in this city from the Assyrians. I will defend the city for my own honor and for the sake of my servant David. Then Isaiah said, make an ointment from figs. And so Hezekiah's servant spread the ointment over the boil and Hezekiah recovered this, recovered. You know, I so, I so love Hezekiah's heart. Man, again, Hezekiah, he, he, he loved the Lord. And, and he, he just had a heart for God and he had a heart to, to pray. And, and so again, Hezekiah, he gets this message from the prophet uh, Isaiah saying to get his affairs in order because he was gonna die from this illness that he had. And again, I'm sure as Hezekiah hears this, man, worry and fear instantly come flooding his heart and his mind in this moment. He, he's feeling more afraid and more anxious than ever before. And Hezekiah, he doesn't wait, but immediately he just goes to God in prayer, right? He does what only he knows what to do, and that's to pray. And so Hezekiah, he goes to God and just begins to, to cry out to God. And he asks God, God, man, I, I'm not ready to go yet. 
God, I got more life in me. I want to keep leading the people. God, would you heal me? And as we see in this story, God, he, he hears Hezekiah's prayer. He hears his cries for, for healing, his cries to, to continue to, to live life. And, and I love this God. He, he heals Hezekiah and he gives him 15 more years of life. Our God, he's a healer. This God that we serve, we just sang about it. Our God, he's a, he's a healer. You know, this morning, like Hezekiah, you know, we also, man, we get bad news. We get bad reports all the time. Man, if you watch the news for five minutes, you're going to hear a lot of bad news, right? We go to the doctors and we get bad reports. And in those, those moments of hearing the bad news, the bad reports, man, we too, we, we have to, we, in that moment, we have to, to make a choice. We can either choose to let fear and worry continue to, to, to dominate our lives, to dominate our thoughts, or we can choose to pray. We can choose to pray. And again, what happens when we pray is it combats that fear and worry by giving us, man, just peace. Man, when we pray, God's peace comes and it floods our lives and it, it settles us down. And aren't you thankful for God's peace this morning? It truly is. It's a, it's a peace that passes all understanding. But again, not only do we experience God's peace in our lives when we pray, man, it sets the stage for God to move and to do miracles in our life. Man, I want you to know this morning that our God, He is a miracle-working God. Man, this God that we serve, He is a healer. And so this morning, I want to share with you three more things that I, I want you to remember about, about prayer. There's an outline in your bulletin. I want you to write these things down this morning. The first thing that I want you to, to remember when you pray is this, is that, that you can boldly approach God. Man, you can, you can boldly approach God. You know, for, for Hezekiah, again, man, he received this message that he was going to die. And, and Hezekiah, he wasn't ready to accept that. Man, he wasn't ready to accept that, that word. He wasn't ready to, to settle for death. And so he, he boldly approached God and he began to pray. You know, I love what Hezekiah did. He, he went to God and said, hey, wait a minute, God. Hey, wait a minute, God. Man, I, I've been faithful, God, to serve you. I've served you faithfully all my life. God, I, I've, I've done what is right. God, I've been faithful to you. God, I've, I've done, the, the, done the right things. And now I'm going out like this. God, it can't be so. You see, Hezekiah, he had a close relationship with God. He had, a, he had a close personal relationship with God. And, and because of that close relationship that Hezekiah had with God, he knew that he could boldly go to God. And he could talk to God. And he could be, be real with God. You see, I want you to know this morning that because of, of Jesus and because of what he did for us on that cross, man, that, our relationship with God that was broken because of sin is now restored. And because of what Jesus did on that cross, each and every one of us, man, we can have a close, personal, intimate relationship with God. 
And because of that relationship with God, we can boldly approach God with anything and everything that's on our, our minds. Like we don't have to fake anything with God. He knows it anyways. We don't have to be scared of God. We don't have to be afraid to go to him, but we can boldly approach God about anything and everything. Man, I love this, that we can be real with God. We can boldly approach God and we can be real with God. He already knows what we're thinking, right? He already knows how we feel. And so we can boldly go to God and we can be real with him. The Bible says this in, in Hebrews 4.16. It says, let us come what? Boldly. Let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive mercy and will find grace to help us when we need it the most. And the Bible tells us that we can boldly come before God. And you know what? The only way, the only way we'll be able to do that is when we understand who we are. We'll only be able to boldly go to God, the throne of God, when we understand who we are in Christ. You see, I want you to know this morning that because of Jesus, again, what he did on that cross, man, we have been made sons. We have been made daughters of God. And because of that, we have access to God now whenever we want. You know, for my kids, they know that they always have access to me. They don't have to take a number. They don't have to call the church and make an appointment. Right, guys? <laughs> they, don't, they don't have to do that. But they know that they can confidently come to me. They, they can talk to me about anything. They, they can even ask me for anything. Doesn't mean I'm going to give it to them, but they can ask me for anything. And I want you to know the same is true with us, with our relationship with God. Like he is our, our, our heavenly father. And we can boldly come to our, our heavenly father and we can talk to him about what's on our hearts and we can ask him for anything. We, we don't have to be scared. We don't have to be intimidated of God when we, we go to prayer. You see, this morning, I, I really believe that what God wants more than anything from us, his children, is for us to come to him boldly, and he wants us to be real with him. You know, I know that when I was going through a season in my life, when I felt like my world was, was falling apart, man, I, I had conversations with God like Hezekiah had. I went to God and said, hey, God, wait a minute here. God, I've been faithful. God, to serve you my whole life. God, I've, I've tried my hardest to do the right things. And God, now all of this is happening. God, this isn't, this isn't fair. And, and so there were times where I, I went to God a little, a little frustrated. You ever had those times? Went to God a, a little frustrated and so I boldly went to him, and, and I, I was real with God. And I know for myself, it was in those conversations when I was bold and when I was real, that God, he showed up the most, and he did some of the greatest work in my life. And so I want you to know this morning that you can come to God boldly. Man, you can come to God boldly, and you can be real with him. And the reason why is because he loves us and we are his children. You know, 1 John 3, 1 says this. It says, see how much our heavenly father loves us. He calls us his children, and that is what we are. And so I want you to know this morning that you are God's children. You are his sons. You are his daughters. And because of that, man, you have access to God whenever you want, and you can boldly and confidently go to him, and you can be real with him, and you can share with him, man, whatever and what's on your heart.
Number two, the second thing I want you to remember about prayer is this, is that you can change God's heart. You might think, wow, that's kind of interesting. This is kind of a hard one to get our minds around, but, but check this out. You know, again, here the, the prophet Isaiah comes to, to Hezekiah, and it's a word from the Lord. God gave Hezekiah, or Isaiah this word, go tell Hezekiah to get your affairs in order because you are going to die from this, this sickness. Well, again, Hezekiah, he's not ready to diet. Man, he, he wants to live. He wants to keep being the king of Judah. He wants to keep leading his people. And so Hezekiah, again, he boldly goes to God in prayer. And as Hezekiah, as he prays, man, he's just crying out to God. Man, he's asking God to, to heal his body. It says that Hezekiah broke down and he wept bitterly. Well, God, he, he sees Hezekiah's tears. He sees Hezekiah's heart to, to want to keep leading his people. And so what do we see in this story? We see God's heart, it's moved. God's heart is moved by the prayers of Hezekiah and God, he changes his mind and he lets Hezekiah live. That's interesting, isn't it? You know, before I, I started this series, I was having a, a conversation with someone and, and we talked about this. We talked about, man, does this prayer, does it even really matter? Does prayer, does it even matter? Doesn't God already know what he's going to do? Doesn't he already know what, what's going to happen? And, and I'm like, yeah, like God, he knows everything. God is completely in control. But what I see in this story is this, is that prayer, it's important. Man, we can move God's heart through prayer. God can change the, the direction that he was going to go through, through prayer. Man, I really believe that, that genuine, heartfelt prayers can change God's heart and we can see miracles happen. And there are other instances and other stories in the Bible. I was thinking this week as I was working on this point, I was reminded of a, a story in Genesis where God, he was going to destroy uh, the city of Sodom. It was so wicked and just so, so horrible. But there was one man who loved God. And he loved the, the people of Sodom. And so he went to God in prayer. And his name was Abraham. And Abraham, he began to cry out to God. He said, God, if I can just find 50 righteous people, 50 people that love you, God, would you, would you spare the city? And God was like, all right. Man, I'll, I see your heart and I see your, hear your prayers. Man, if we, you can find 50 people, couldn't find 50 people. Man, and eventually uh, Abraham was like, God, what if I just find 10 and, and he just, and we see God, he kept changing his mind. God's heart was moved through, through prayer. God's heart was moved through heartfelt, genuine prayer. You know, I was reminded of this verse. It's 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. It says this, it says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Man, I'll hear from heaven, forgive their sins and restore their land. Man, this verse, it says, if my, God says, if my people pray, if my people pray, I'll hear from heaven. And instead of, of, of doing one thing, I'll, I'll do another thing. Prayer, change God's heart. Prayer, it moves God's heart and he can change what he was going to do. And, and you know, this morning I will never come up here and pretend to be some great theologian because I know that's definitely one thing that I'm not. 
But what I see so clearly in these stories and, and others through in the Bible, that through genuine heartfelt prayers, that we can move God's heart. That through genuine heartfelt prayers, we can move God's heart and we can see God's heart change. And so I just want to say, say to you today, your prayers matter. Your, your prayers matter. Your prayers, your prayers matter. And, and so don't give up when things look bad. Don't give up when you, you get, hear the bad news, when you hear the, the bad report, but, but pray about those things because genuine heartfelt prayers, man, can change God's heart. And you can see God move and you can see miracles happen, amen? And then here's the last one. The third thing I want you to remember when you pray is this, is that, that God can heal all sickness. That God can heal all sickness. And so here Hezekiah is, man, he's about to, to die from this horrible illness that he had. Man, there wasn't a doctor around who could do anything about this sickness that Hezekiah was, was dealing with. And, and so for Hezekiah, he had just witnessed one of the, the greatest miracles recorded in the Bible. And God, Hezekiah knew that if, if God could destroy 185,000 Assyrians in one night, that surely he could heal him. And so Hezekiah, he prayed, and he asked God, he said, God, would you, would you heal me from this, this sickness, this illness that I have? God, would you, would you let, me, let me live? And God did what no man could do, and he healed Hezekiah from this, this sickness. Man, I want you to know this morning that our God, he is a healer. Man, our God, he is a healer. He said in Exodus 15, 26, he said, for I am the Lord who heals you. You see, I want you to know this morning that God, he is not the, a God who, who gives sickness, but he is a God who heals all sickness and all disease. And we see that through the ministry of Jesus. You know, Jesus, he said in John chapter five that he does only what he sees his father doing. And one of the things we never see Jesus doing is going around making people sick, do we? Jesus didn't do that. But what did Jesus do? He healed people, didn't he? Jesus healed people of all sicknesses and all diseases. It says this in Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. It says, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. And so what did Jesus do? He went around doing the will of his Father. And part of God's will is healing people of all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. And I want you to know today that God's will has not changed. He is the same God today that healed Hezekiah then. He's the same God today that, that used Jesus to heal all kinds of sickness and disease in the, in the New Testament. He, he doesn't change. I want you to know this morning that God, he is still in the business of healing. He's still in the business of healing. Man, God, he can, and I believe that he will heal people of cancer. He can and he will heal people of heart disease. 
He can and he will heal people of, 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 of back pain, of all kinds of pain, of arthritis. Man, there is nothing that our God can't heal. There's nothing our God can't heal. And, and I just so believe this morning that as we pray, Man, we're going to see more and more people healed of all kinds of sickness, disease. And I know this morning that we don't always see healings happen. I, I know that. I get that. That doesn't mean we should stop. That, that doesn't mean we, we, should, we should stop and say, oh, that, that, doesn't, that, 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 that isn't for today. God stopped doing miracles in the Bible, right? No. Our God is still a healer today. He's still in the business of, uh, of healing. Man, he can and he will heal people of all sickness and all disease. And I, I just believe that. I believe that we're going to see, man, the healing power of God at work in this time of, of, of history. Man, I, I believe that God's power is going to dis be displayed and, and we're going to see people healed of all kinds of sickness and disease. And so at the end of the service, man, that's what we're going to do. Man, we're, we're going to pray. Man, we're, we're going to pray for those that are here today, man, that are dealing with, with cancer, that are dealing with disease, that are dealing with sickness. And I believe that as we pray, we're going to see God move and we're going to see miracles happen. Amen? Amen? And so as I wrap up this message this morning, I, I want you to remember these three things. Remember, when you pray, that you can boldly approach God. You don't have to take a number, wait for an appointment. No, you can boldly go to God whenever you want because you're his sons and you're his daughters. You can boldly approach God. And I want you to know, you don't have to be fake with God. You can be real with God. Man, talk to him about how you feel. Talk to him about, man, what, what's going on. Man, you can be real with God and you can boldly approach him. The second thing I want you to remember is that you can change God's heart. Man, God, I believe that God's heart can be moved by heartfelt, genuine prayers. I really believe that. We see that throughout the Bible. And then thirdly, I want you to remember that God can heal all sickness and all disease. Amen? Amen. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me this morning? You know, I know this morning, again, the reality is, is there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in this world that we're living in, and there's a lot going on in, in your life right now that's causing a lot of worry and a, causing a lot of, a lot of fear. And, and I just believe it's so important as Christians that, that, that we truly learn to, to pray. Man, when the, the bad, we hear the bad news, when we get the bad report, just like Hezekiah, that we just immediately turn to God and, and prayer. Because it's in prayer that we experience, number one, God's peace. But number two is God, he hears us when we pray. And God begins to move when his people pray. And miracles begin to happen. And so write down, Man, those things that, that have you worried, those things that have you anxious, those things that have you living in fear. And I just want to encourage you, again, to just begin to pray about those things. Go to God with those things every single day. It tells us in 1 Peter 5, 7, it says, cast all 
of your worries, your concerns to God because he cares for you. You know, I was, I've been talking about the, the importance of prayer in this series. You know, again, I want you to know that the most important prayer that we could ever pray is the prayer of surrender, the prayer of, of surrendering control of our lives to God and the prayer that confesses Jesus Christ as the Lord and the Savior of our lives. You know, there may be someone here today Man, you came here today just feeling just so lost right now. You came here today just feeling like your, your life is just broken in a million different pieces. And today you came here looking, man, looking and needing something real in your life. Looking for someone to, to give you purpose, someone to, to heal you and put to get back together those broken pieces of your life. And I'm here to tell you today that, that what you're looking for, man, his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. And he went to that cross 2,000 years ago and he died a, a painful death so that you could be found. He died a, a painful death so that you could be healed. He died a, a painful death so that you could have a relationship with a God who is madly in love with you. And if you're here today, man, and you need that relationship with God and you need Jesus in your life, man, I'm gonna invite you right now to pray this prayer with me. Would you all pray this with me this morning? Say, God, I, I come to you today desperately needing you and wanting you in my life. And so, God, right now, I'm surrendering control of my life and I'm giving it to you. Jesus, right now, I'm making a decision to put my faith and only you, as I confess you, Jesus, as a Savior and the Lord of my life. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with me for the first time, I want you to know that I'm so excited for you because I know that your life will never, ever be the same. I also want to encourage you to tell someone about the decision you made today. And then I want you to find a good Bible-believing church that will help you grow in your faith. I want to thank you all for listening to our podcast today. May God bless you and may his face shine upon you.